You are Locked On Hawks, your daily Atlanta Hawks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends. Welcome to episode 706 of the Locked On Hawks podcast. I am your host, Brad Rowland on a Wednesday, and joining me for some NBA draft talk, the great Brian Schroeder is here. What's up, man? Oh, hey, what's up? Just almost stepped on my own foot. Tired. <laughs> Working too much, and now I'm not. I'm off three out of four days, so I'm kind of unsure what to do with myself. Watch basketball, probably, is what you're going to do, because that's what you do. Mm. Yeah, probably. Um, But yeah, you've been on the podcast before. If you're a new listener, Brian is a uh, NBA draft person that I trust immensely um i will say about you and i think you probably agree with this one of my favorite things about you is that you do not uh you do your own evaluation you are not leaning on anybody else you you kind of make these evaluations I mean, I have on a, your own i have a group of people that i talk to about things but yeah i yeah I, i'm just saying you're not you're, you're not slaves to, to the consensus i've been trying more to just go with like not underrate the guys i like because i think that the mainstream likes them less like i did that with shay i had him like a 11 and i should have had him at like four in 2018 yeah so. there are, there are always guys i i definitely am prone to you know being conservative at the hands of the consensus <clears throat> sometimes so i uh, i do appreciate that you don't always do that um you know what this is a good place to start we'll start at the top uh, and kind of filter down from here i was gonna ask you and I, I do have your big board in front of me which people don't have which i do which is a, a nice cheat code for me but I'm going to ask yeah, you, as, as, if, as if I don't know, um, who's number one for you? And as it, <laughs> because this is a Hawks podcast, is that person different than, than who you would take if you were the Hawks number one? I'm not sure. I have a Kongwu at number one just because he's the best freshman. He's just been consistently the best freshman. He's having one of the the better freshman years of the last decade. Just not like not like overwhelmingly good, but very good. I don't know. I might take a shot on one of the bigger maybe secondary guards if I was the Hawks like Killian Hayes like Herter's really good but Herter doesn't have to be at two I don't think I think you can kind of he's not really positioned like he could be a three he could be a two he could be the small four like I feel like Herter could be a lot of different things you don't have to and as much as I like him I also don't know if I'm like not gonna draft Killian Hayes because I have Kevin Herter like I'm not that's not gonna affect my decision really um so I might go with Killian Hayes for them. Maybe Edwards if they think they can fix him. But man, he's he is slipping farther and farther. That that guy's having a bad stretch. Yeah, let's let's talk about Edwards because <laughs> he's like I, the consensus number one guy for most people. I think. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he's definitely there for a lot of people. And when he's not there, it's usually like Lamelo or something, and probably someone the Hawks aren't going to be able to draft. I um, wouldn't take Lamelo for the Hawks. I don't think there's. A... Yeah, I wouldn't either. Uh, for him. I, I like Lamelo, but that's not the place for him. I have him at three, so yeah. Yeah. Um. So let's talk about Edwards for a second, and we'll, we'll, I want to go back to a Kongwu uh, in a second. But Edwards, like you said, has not been playing all that well. Like efficiency wise, it's not been great this year. Fifty-one percent true shooting speaks for itself. It's not not elite. Obviously, he's playing on a team that's not fantastic, but it's not like completely devoid of players <clears> too. <throat> and then defensively, that's where my frustrations have been a lot of the time for Edwards. Like I think. I liked his defense coming into college, and it's been kind of a mess on, on the defensive end. So, where are you at on him now? I kind of assumed his defense would be bad because he's going to be he's cast as a number one scorer in the SEC. He's just not going to do much. But yeah, he's on one hand, he's got like a 
almost 50% three uh, three point rate. On the other hand, he's not hitting that. He's hitting just over 30% of them. And like, he should be going to the rim more. He was it the other day. He was like, from the field, he was like four for 16. And that was like two, it was like three for 14 from three. It was like, the, the stop teaching pull-ups, dude, please. He's got, he has skills as a shooter. Like that's probably where his, I think the uh, the Wade and Oladipo comps came from him first off, and came from Crean. That's why he went to play for Tom Crean. And like physically, they make sense, but he just doesn't play as physically as those guys ever did. Like Oladipo in college would beat the hell out of people. Like, he was a monster. Yep. And I think part of it is that he has really high. Uh, his like his shoulder blades are weird. Like I don't know how he can really absorb contact very well because he plays like he's. I'm trying to think of how to describe it. Like he's hunching his shoulders up like he's in the middle of shrugging like his shoulders are really high and his armpits are really high and like that makes it hard to get really low on dribbles and get under people with leverage so he kind of just doesn't like he can get past people with burst or just like get around them pretty well but he doesn't do it as much as he could and i feel like it's because he can't like he can't go through traffic jason tatum has the same problem sometimes where he can't weave through traffic very well even though he's a great athlete and he's super coordinated and Edwards does that, and it's really, really frustrating. And, like, he's not a – he's okay foul shooter. He's shooting okay at the rim. Like, he's not really exceptional anywhere. He just is a volume scorer. And, like, on one hand, he still could be Bradley Beal. Like, I would take Bradley Beal number one in this draft. But he also could just be, like, current Deion Waiters where, like – he's But, like, worse at passing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. It comes down to me on a lot of different things, I guess. But the volume scoring, I th- he's going to score. I, I have kind of little doubts about that. The shooting has been a little bit weird. I think on one hand, you want guys to shoot a lot of threes. But on the other, you want them to take better threes than he's getting. And there yeah. are a lot of yeah. – they're not great looks for him. And I think the percentage just kind of back that up. And Just looking you know, right now – go ahead. Go ahead I was going to say, athletically, he's obviously a good athlete. But it's yeah. – he's got a – he doesn't always show it in like, yeah in it's not consistent ways. that's why that's where i think the waiters thing comes in but i'm looking right now just at his and this is not always a good way to evaluate a prospect but just looking at his where he is on the just in the sec he's first in games first in field goals first in field goal attempts second in three-point attempts and first in points but he's like 15th in assists 14th in turnovers like 19th and still he doesn't do for a guy who plays as many minutes and has such a big role, he has the, no, the top usage in the SEC, thirty-one percent. He doesn't do that much. Like he just kind of he, he's very in and out. He's still very young. Like yeah. He's one of the youngest guys, so I think that's. And I feel like he's a smart enough guy. I just think he's extremely miscast. And I think Tom Crane is not. I don't think Tom Crane is a very good coach. So that's a <laughs> that's a different that's a different question uh, debate altogether. But yeah, like. 40-30-73 is not the our number one pick level shooting split. That's no. just not really... And it was always going to be like... This year was always going to be a below average number one. That's the problem with it. Like it, Depth-wise, it's probably about as good as last year. Maybe slightly worse, but stronger like stronger wings and more just more guards who could be good but it just doesn't have the doesn't have the top guy it doesn't have a jaw like jaw would be number one this year i feel like oh yeah pretty pretty easily and (laughs) and i actually you know i think i was probably too low on jaw but i i I agree 
that even even where I was on Jaw in June, I think he would have been comfortably number one. In yeah, this I draft think so. For me. Um, I mean Edwards. The, the other thing with Edwards is that he has decent size. I think he's like what six four, six eight wingspan, something like that. Six five ish. Yeah, like two thirty. Like that's he's physically built very well, but he's not he's not huge. Like he's he's, yeah, he's got a, decent. He's length. a big guard. He's an average size wing. Yeah, so and I think That's he's probably going to be a two at the NBA <laughs> level as a full time position, probably. Like there's yeah. some versatility there, but um, I think he would fit in Atlanta if it works out that way. And I think for par- partially for that reason, I still am leaning towards him in the top spot for me as the Hawks. But I'm not married to that by any means. And every time every time I watch him, I feel worse about him, which is not a good thing. <laughs> um, yeah, he has not had he's had one great game, and then every other game has been like, well, he was pretty good, but but. And that's just not the profile I want for number one pick. But just looking at it, throwing out 2013, which was a fluke year, I'm not sure anyone in the last 13, 14 years, like Wiggins, I'm maybe I take him over Wiggins looking back at Wiggins' numbers, but like we didn't look at Wiggins' numbers that hard, I feel like, in 2014. No, we didn't. Um, and he was and and he was, to be fair, he was the guy for multiple years before he yeah, got there. Yeah. And whereas Edwards was not. I mean, like Edwards was was high on the list, but he was not like a well, consistent number one guy coming in. Yeah. He he jumped uh, up. He jumped up the year, and like the the hype train was not was not out of the station. Obviously, coming into the, to, coming into the season, like over the summer, we kind of knew he was going to be there. But it's uh, it's interesting to me, like as far as the draft is concerned overall. I I kind of agree. Like some people have, you know, th- this draft is not good, but I think the problem with it is what you said. It is like it's the it's the top. I think the middle is not is not bad. It's not like that's fine. Yeah. It's but, not it, like it is, it's not a disaster. The problem is if you have the number one pick in this class or even the number two pick in this class, you probably are not going to be. I don't know if I want a top five pick in this class and have to make that decision. Yeah, that's that's the problem I have with like I love Halliburton. He's my favorite player in college basketball. That's the problem I have with him at like number four or number or whatever. Is that somebody's going to draft him? Like maybe maybe if like Memphis took him, they'd know what he is. But some other team like he's would take so him weird. and ass- yeah, and would assume he's something and he's not. And try no. and make him like a lead, like an engine, and that's just not what he is. <clears throat> and maybe, maybe that's why you take Edwards number one because he could be that. And so could Lamelo, and so could Killian Hayes. And so maybe that's the top three, and uh, maybe Maxi, but that's more. Yeah, I think iffy. that it's a. Bad, I've said this before on the podcast. I, th- I want to see what you think about this. I, I think because this is a Hawks podcast, uh-huh. I think this is a very bad year for the Hawks in particular to yes. have a number one pick, um, because a lot of the options that are top two or three potential guys are lead guards that you don't want to pair with Trey Young. I think Edwards can play with him, but like, for instance, LaMelo, I think Cole Anthony, those guys are not, you can't play those guys with, with Trey Young. Like That's, with, that's with sort of why I lean towards Hayes, because Hayes could Hayes is big well, enough let's, to be Let's talk about him, because I think I, I've seen him a little bit. I've, not, I I've seen him three times now, Yeah, and I've I, seen a lot of clips. I candidly haven't seen him enough, but I think people will be surprised to know like how high you are in killing Hayes. People, he started to rise a little bit. I, I think I saw Sam had him at like seven this time around. Um, but people don't know about him, obviously, because he's and not Sam, playing college basketball. So and and Sam, Sam will always be... I don't say he's always slower on that. He's just more uh, patient on raising guys up a lot. Oh, like, for sure. And and he also listens you know, to the he's league. He's more of like a yeah. He's more of like a conduit to the league. So he needs to not. He can't just put like David Johnson at twelve or whatever. Like I almost did. <laughs> no, but, so, but yeah. Like, I mean, it's yeah. Hayes is interesting. Like, and I knew about him. I thought he was in the lottery mix coming in for the little bit that I did know. But he seems to be rising. So what? I mean, just for the record, he's a six five guard. He's playing overseas. He right might now. be six six. He Maybe might be six. I mean, he, yeah, he's like six six and a half, maybe. He's big. Oh wow, that's uh, more he's than big, I, he's more like two ten. He's a big dude. But t- talk, um, talk about really, him a little bit. 
So I think the idea of him is sort of like a budget Luca, where like he struggles as like a he, he maybe takes too many pull ups, but he's really good on ball, like an on ball pull up shooter. He's a very very good passer, but not that you know, not Luca level. But he's just big, so it really mitigates. He's not super fast and he's not super explosive, but he's got that that craft and that deceleration stuff, and he's got that touch, that one hand floater like 16, 17, 18 t- foot touch, which you really want. But he um he hits I can't I God, God I wish I'd looked it up he hits the threshold for guys in recent drafts who are at least six six who have I think it was like twenty five assist percentage three steal like just just uh, intersection of numbers that six six guys usually don't have that he is having playing full time minutes in like a pretty good league so he's at least I think he's very high floor like I feel like he's gonna be one of the comps is D'Angelo Russell. It's maybe not that quite that player, but kind of like that kind of like big guard who shoots floaters a lot and is probably a better passer and probably stronger and better at defense. So I, I feel like there is an argument for him at one. The the argument against him is that he just doesn't have the athletic upside that like Edwards has or even Cole Anthony has or even Lamelo has. Honestly, because Lamelo's got really wildly good ankles. And, um, and, he, and he's, I feel like he's just so long, Lamelo. Like, yeah, I just feel yeah. like he's so rangy. Hayes like, got like six, eight, six, nine wingspan though. He's pretty Not big. Bad. He's just big. Like he's just a big dude for a guard for an eighteen-year-old guard. Um, I feel like there's a lot of like I, I always feel like coordination is almost more important than burst. You can work on that to become like better. Like I don't think anyone would have said like Lou Williams has the the best burst, but no. you know, turns out that uh, that's done. done, done that's worked fine for him and he's so and like, uh so crafty that like it's, it's sometimes just guys just have it i mean i i know lou probably better than any player in the league maybe because i played him against <laughs> in high school but it's just like he it was like he was a bad athlete when he was younger um but it wasn't as if he was ever like the best athlete he just is, it wasn't a mixtape athlete he knew he knew he knew how to play he was just so smooth and knew how yeah. to play and that matters yeah, I I have Hayes at two right now, and I, I feel like he would be if the Hawks want to come out of this draft with like the secondary guy. That I think that is like a a perfect fit for him. Maybe not the Hawks specifically, but like if a team wants, like the Grizzlies could go after him. Just be like, we need we need the other guard. Now the Grizzlies may have that with Melton, but I, you know I, I love Melton. I'm not sure if that's what he is. He I, might just I, be the I, 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 I love Melton too, but yeah, I think you still have to draft over him if you if you can. Uh, uh, I mean, Maxie's as... the other choice for that, which just like, but Maxie's more of a just a self creator than like a. He's not he's not a bad passer, but he's, he's a little, not. He's like, a little smaller too, isn't he? Isn't Max like six three? Yeah, he's like six two, six three. Yeah, he's not huge. But probably, no, but still, strong. probably an off guard. Like I think Maxie has some on ball stuff, but he's not. I don't think he's a point guard. I think he's not kind of a. You know, combo he's a guard. type. Yeah, he's a just G is what it says next to him. But the, the funny thing about Maxi, like, and he's someone I like. When I watch him, I don't think you know top seven guy in the draft. But in this draft, I think I have him up there because of where we are in the draft. <laughs> Again, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just weird, uh, honestly, in a lot of ways. But I, I do like Maxi. I think they're, you know, some positionally at least him and him and Hayes and Edwards <laughs> are kind of all similar. As combo yeah. guys, um, who are probably shooting guard size, but not like lead guards. I don't know. Interesting to talk about all of them. Um, you know, go back to what you said earlier about Kevin Herter. I I agree. Like Herter, you know, honestly, I have to say it's about Hawks fans in general. The Hawks now have this five man core, and at some point, 
they're going to have to draft over one of them. Like they can't draft. I, I, don't, I don't understand center is the spot, and we'll we'll come we'll come back to center in a second. But they're going to have they're going to draft or acquire or pay someone that play that quote plays the same position as one of the other guys. So I'm not I wouldn't worry too much about that. Trey's the only one that is just absolutely cemented in his role. It's just what it is. Yeah. And like they, I I still think they should take. What, how many picks do they have? Like sixteen picks this year? <laughs> no, they, they this year's only two because they traded yeah, for Bruno. Yeah. They have but, the they have uh, the, uh, they the, have the Nets, Nets one, the, which is going to be. Uh, I'm going to ask you about that later because that's going to be probably the fifteenth or sixteenth pick. It's going to be a good pick. Yeah. Um, we'll come I, back to I wouldn't be against. Yeah, I wouldn't be against taking a guard with that pick, like a point guard, because you need to. You have oh, to. Oh no, two they, yeah. The fact that they don't have a and like Brandon Goodwood's not bad, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, coming into the year, that was. I don't want to relitigate that, but that was that was a mess. Um, and Jeff Teague is around, but Brendan Goodwin I, I do like, but at some point they're probably going to need a there's, guy. There's two guys I have in have. mind for that. Now we'll talk about them. But yeah, you want to talk about? Yeah, let's uh, go double O. Let's let's go back to a Kongwu because I, I, I think people man. like him. People know him a little bit now, but I'm sure people will be surprised to hear that you have him at one. So <laughs> you know, tell me why I. I'm I, I like him number one. That's just I'll say that out loud. I do like him a lot. People are gonna ask you about the size. People are gonna ask you, you know, yeah. about just him being a big in general because bigs are devalued in some ways. So go ahead on. Oh, and on I, that. I agree with that. That's 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 sort of why I have him there as like a <laughs> point, like to prove how un, or, or underwhelming the top of this draft is. Yeah. I mean, I guess Wiseman's gonna get consideration, and I'm actually. I'm a little higher on Wiseman. Maybe just sort of like an absence makes a heart grow fonder thing. But like, he also played harder when he those three games. But also, he didn't play that well against Oregon, who's not that big. They didn't have Infale Dante then, who's a seven-two guy. And Wiseman kind of got his ass kicked by Francis Okoro, who's like six, seven and a half, six eight. He's like smaller than Paul Millsap, and he just kind of pushed <laughs> Wiseman around. Um, Okongwu's bigger. The, the thing with Okongwu, and I think. Maybe this is a bias with how well Bam's doing, but he looks physically almost exactly the same, has the same huge legs, has that same... He's a great... Sometimes people talk like, oh, strength is overrated in draft prospects. It's not. Like, I mean, look how good... Look how well Zion's doing with basically his only two attributes right now are strong and jump, and he's still just, like, scoring really well. Grant Williams is, is a competent defender of NBA five is solely because he's extremely strong. I mean, I mentioned Paul Millsap, one of the strongest men in the history of the world. Um, but like it, it's, I think people confuse strength with like Dwight Howard, physical strength. Yeah. Just like, like the, the chiseled out of uh stone like kind of looking guy. Akamu like is just kind of normal looking in his upper body. He's pretty, he's, you know, he's a good, he's a professional athlete. Like he, you know, he looks good. His lower body is his, coordination in his legs his burst and his like ability to move laterally is wild like it's it's not it's not what six nine guys usually have and that's where he reminds me of bam because bam had a lot of that too and he's got like a he's he's a better passer than bam was in college and bam right now is probably the second best passing big man in basketball say, he's, like, he's like play, openly playmaking now which is crazy but yeah um, a lot of it on dribble handoffs but I mean, that's that's a way for centers to playmake like especially really mobile centers which okongo is he's also his feet like his ability to to properly like place his steps out if you know what i'm saying like when he's running in the open court he, he's yeah. able to look ahead and figure out where he needs to put his feet to maximize how high he can get uh he's blocking an absurd amount of shots he's just getting all of them 
He's finishing really well at the rim. Like I, I got to look exactly what it is now. It was a, it was like seventy six percent, seventy five. It's been well how how efficient he's been in general. He's missed. He's forty three out of forty five on dunks. <laughs> pretty good. Um, and he's yeah, he's and he not, tries to dunk a lot, which is good. Which yeah, I think you want. He's that. up above. He's like seventy two percent from the line. He's you know shooting well at the line. Huge free throw rate because he's just the absolutely superior athlete to everyone else he's ever he's played except maybe Isaiah Stewart because Isaiah Stewart's really strong the only real concern with him is like a full-time NBA 5 is just like he's not he's not going to be the guy, the guy who plays against Embiid he's not going to be the guy who plays against Marcus Hall he's not going to be the guy who you know he's not the Alex Len guy yeah he, I mean he's he's 6'8 six, 6'9 six, he's not and it's just not I think he's, he's like 6'9 and a half he's yeah. got good length length but he's not huge you're probably gonna want you're probably gonna want a backup center that is a seven footer that can be that kind of guy like he's not i don't know i can i'm gonna ask you in a second about his fit with the hawks but a kongwu i think he's pretty safe which is kind of weird for an 18 year old guy who's kind of who was kind of off the radar in some respects i think he's pretty safe um but what what is like the best version of okongwu look like what is what is like a 90 percent outcome for him Bam, <laughs> which that's, is that's, that's a ridiculous player, obviously. Yeah, yeah, like maybe, maybe a little, maybe a little more of a traditional big than Bam, like more of a rim protector, more of like a grind guy, because he's definitely stronger and he's a little bit bigger in his upper body. But yeah, like just this like Swiss Army knife. The the thing about him, the thing about Bam is like you can't overvalue that level of perimeter defense for a big man. Like that, you just can't. That's so useful. You need to have one of those guys. And I don't know. Is John Collins that guy? Maybe. That's maybe where the question of the fit is. But I, I I wouldn't worry too much about Like I wouldn't not draft the best player in the draft if I thought he, that's what he was because I had John Collins. Like I, I agree with that. I, I think Trey <laughs> I think Trey's the only guy on the roster that you can't yeah. draft. That you have to kind even of draft then, around. Even then, if, if they got the number one pick and like there was a Lillard-level guy as a point guard, and like nobody else was even close, then I would just take him. You yeah, I mean, I, I, I would just probably trade it, but I, I get it. I mean, it's yeah, that's well, it's one of those it's one of those things where they're they're so tied they're so tied to Trey, and Trey's been so good that you know they have to. He's the only guy. You know, I'm I'm definitely not a I'm definitely a proponent of drafting for best player available. This is a spot where they can't take a point guard. I don't think at the top, like a pure point guard that can't play with Trey, like Lamelo. Like that doesn't work. Lamelo can't oh. shoot, and he can't. You know, it's like you have to. If it's a if it's a quote point guard, it has to be someone who has size and can defend, which yeah, yeah. means they're probably not point guard. So, so you're not so you're you're not going to do Darius Garland and Colin Sexton together. I would not do that, nor would I have done that <laughs> either. But but in their defense, in their defense in Cleveland, Sexton what is not and was not Trey at that point in time. So like yeah. they basically he, took the best player available because be Sexton was not. You know, I think the difference is there is Trey is established as a star already, where Sexton yeah. probably is never going to be a star. So I, I was okay with the pick, but it also was like giving up on Sexton to some degree. I don't know. It's uh, that was a rough one, alas. So just uh, looking, just looking real quick at at Okongwu's last few games yeah. in in the Pac-12 against Washington State, he had 27 points on 12 of 13 shooting at the rim. <laughs> against Stanford, he had 22 points on 6 of 8. Against Oregon, he had 23 points on 7 of 11. Against Oregon State, he had 18 points against 4 of 5. Oregon State was even more interesting because Keeler Kelly is probably the best shot blocker, in the, well, one of the best shot blockers in the country. And, and Okongwu just destroyed him, like just went right through him. Because Keeler Kelly weighs like 205 pounds, but he is he is a 7-footer. He's, he's very tall. And uh, Okongwu just 
obliterated them. He's right now, according to BPM 2.0, the new BPM, uh, I think he's like the ninth or 10th highest freshman of all time. So like he's had a great year. He's been the best freshman. Like, yeah, he's he's player. uh yeah, right now college basketball wise, I, I definitely agree. And I, I have him a lot higher than I would have, you know, before the season started. That it's because he's been really, really good. I mean, you talked about Wiseman for a second earlier, but let's compare yeah. the two quickly now, because that's you know, Wiseman is the consensus number one center, and I think Hawks fans hearing this will be leaning towards him just out of just out of that. They're very different yeah. players in a lot of ways, but uh I mean well, one of them can guard can guard a pick and roll. I was gonna say, what what, <laughs> what do you what do you make of Wiseman? Because obviously he's more traditional, he's bigger. Um, just rim protector kind of stuff, but w- what do you make of uh, Wiseman as a player, um, especially in contrast to a Kong- to a Kong-Lu? There's this idea of him as some elite, like vertical threat, and um, he even against when they were playing like whatever those those teams they were playing that had like a bunch of six five guys playing against him when he had like the thirty point game. Even then, he was like not transferring the ball very well like when he caught it it still took him a second to get up and dunk and like he's big enough that he'll still do that in the NBA he'll still be able to score but it's like um it's like the same reason that like I mean Damian Jones is a good example of a guy who just like isn't super fluid and like Wiseman's a better basketball player than him and he would be a better basketball player because he's (laughs) got much he's just smarter and like is a better player but like it's the same kind of problem as like it's the opposite of Jackson Hayes. That's why I wanted him to take Jackson Hayes. It's like you have a guy who can catch and move so fluidly, and Wiseman is kind of robotic. Yeah, like I'm, kinda... I'm honestly not sure how I feel about Wiseman's offense in general. It's interesting. Well, I don't, I don't like that uh, at least three times in his three games, he got matched up on a smaller guy and was like, time for a fadeaway. Yeah, he's got a little time bit of the DeAndre Ayton in him where they think that they're power forwards and they want to take yeah. fadeaway jump shots. And you don't love that because Wiseman, you know, at least with Aiton, he was an offense prospect. He was a very skilled guy, and I think it's yeah. bad that he shoots so many jump shots. Good. But I sort of get it. With Wiseman, that's not what he's supposed to be. He's he needs to be a def- a defensive player of the year candidate, rim protector, or it's not going to work that well. I think he'll he'll shoot standstill threes fine. Like his yeah. his form is fine. He should be a decent shooter, but he's not going to be like best case. It's like what if Jermaine O'Neal played now and shot some threes. Or oh, like wow. the way that uh. All right, I can see that. I guess yeah, that's interesting to me. Like, I mean, like that's the idea of him offensively. It's just like a sure. guy who scores op- on open shots in the paint. Will hit some hooks and hit some fades and stuff, but he's not going to be like Jermaine O'Neal right now. Would not be a lead scorer. Uh, no, he would. I mean, people made the Gobert comp with Wiseman. Maybe, maybe like Aldridge, but Aldridge just even in college, Aldridge was so much more fluid and fast. Yeah, I mean, he's Aldridge is a and has elite touch. I was going to say, Aldridge is a fantastic, perhaps the best mid-range shooter. (laughs) Like, he's ridiculous. Um, Mid-range shooter and touch stuff. Look up what Aldridge shot from the line in in college. I mean, while you're doing that, I mean... Only 65%, but still. Yeah, that's actually lower than I would have thought. Yeah. The Wiseman-Gobert thing is interesting to me because I think... He's not that level athlete. I was going to say, Gobert is so good as a pick-and-roll dive threat offensively and so fluid. Um that's that it's overstating. I, I do think that that you're looking for that kind of defensive impact if you possibly can, but that's like the absolute one percentile like incredible outcome, which I don't really see as a real thing. And I don't know. I mean, Wiseman would make sense for the Hawks. I still think if the Hawks were picking like sixth in this draft, it would be, be fine. fine. Yeah. But if you get up to like the number two three pick and you're taking a center that has some warts, like I do think he is a good prospect, but centers that are not slam dunks in the top three is yeah. it's tough, man. 
people people I don't know if they'd like to hear this, but if I had the number one and I knew somebody else wanted Wiseman and it was somebody say like who I, I mean I don't want to like somehow Houston wanted them or Oklahoma City somebody if they had like a mid twenties center not Andre Drummond like Capella or Stephen Adams I would I would rather have them even despite the age difference like it's not going to be like trade's going to be around forever you can always find centers I mean what is the what is the percentage chance that James Wiseman is a better basketball player than Stephen Adams. Like in three years. Ten at most. And that's like generous. I, I mean, I think it's higher than that. But the fact that the fact that it's not, I don't know. It's just interesting to me. I, Adams has been a popular target. And I think with, with good reason, because I think he's good at basketball. But it's, uh, you know, it's obviously very different. And you have to pay him a lot of money in a short-term contract. And you want to ideally stand your timeline on all that stuff. Yeah. But I think centers, like you said, are, are kind of available. So yeah. that's the argument that I always make against centers. And I think non-elite center prospects are tough. So if you don't if you don't think Wiseman is an elite prospect, you just probably shouldn't take him in the top five. Yeah. It's interesting to me. Okongwu is a better basketball player right now. Like considerably. Pretty 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 easily. He's a better finisher. He is a better bet to shoot, and he's a better pick and roll defender. And um, and weighs more and is stronger. Yeah, he just he's just not honestly. <laughs> he if, just he just seven one with a. Seven I was gonna say he's, he's, he's seven just one not with a seven <laughs> He'd be the greatest college. He'd be Anthony Davis basically. Yeah, that, that's the thing. So I think you're gonna hear probably on this podcast and other places like that 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 comparison will be made a lot between now and the end of June, and that's what it's gonna come down to. Like there will be some people that just want the traditional center, and some people that value what Okong has been able to do on the court and his burst and all that stuff. So interesting. Um, I, is there a, is there a third guy for you? I think people are starting to have Obi Toppin up in that range. Is uh, he in that range for you? My third guy is Paul Reed. If if you consider him a big, but I'm not sure if I do. I, I kind of do. Probably a four. Yeah, I don't know. He, I mean, he is blocking an absolute ridiculous amount of By shots. By the way, Paul, so. Reed, Paul Paul Reed's from DePaul. If everybody don't know, doesn't know who he is, Paul Reed from DePaul. DePaul Reed. Yeah. <laughs> Paul Reed uh, is from DePaul. Yeah, there you go. And maybe Killian Tilly, although Killian Tilly is going to be a role player. So I, I love Killian Tilly. I always have. I I, yeah. I love Killian Tilly. And he got he actually got hurt, I think, during his Hawks workout before the before the draft. That was the thing, yeah. And then he yeah. pulled out. Um, the that, other centers are all guys like Jalen Smith's pretty good. Vernon Carey is probably not an NBA star, but he's good. Isaiah, Isaiah Stewart is small, but good. I Aturu's think Vernon Carey will be an NBA player, just not a good yeah. one. Like a, I wouldn't take any of those guys in the top five. Not, not even thinking. No, about I mean the other guy. Uh, oh, what do you think about Precious Achua? I think you're low. On, I think you're, you're pretty low on him, right? Well, I on him. I, I, I'm low on him because I don't think NBA teams think he's a center, even though he probably is. I think he's like, definitely a uh, his best role. If and we're all guessing, but I think his best role is probably like backup small ball five. Yeah. If 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 teams view him like that, then I could get him. Get with him in like in the late teens, like that's not bad. Yeah, he's, with the, he's with, a with, maybe, terrific the Brooklyn, maybe, maybe the Brooklyn pick if they don't uh, if the Hawks don't go with center early on, that might make some sense. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but he's he's a guy I wanted to make sure I asked you about because he is uh, famous. Um, okay, we're gonna go. To, <laughs> let's, we're gonna go to a quick break, real quick, and we will come back and talk about some other stuff. So hold on tight. We'll have more with me and Brian between the NFL playoffs, the NBA, and college basketball. It's time to get off the sidelines and get on the action. With my bookie, if you're going to bet anywhere this season, do the smart thing. Go to mybookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win. If you're tired of watching the games on the couch with nothing to gain, my bookie wants to get your mind off everything else and back on the game. If you join right now, my bookie will match your first deposit halfway 
all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit $2,000, you get an extra $1,000 in free money to play with using promo code LOCKEDONNBA to activate the offer. Once again, that's promo code Locked on NBA, take advantage of this fantastically generous offer from MyBookie to sign up today. Visit MyBookie.ag using promo code Locked on NBA. You play, you win, and you get paid. All right, Brian, uh, I'm going to ask you now about my favorite player on the draft, who I know you like. He's an Atlanta product. His name is Isaac Okoro. He's a monster. He is very good. Uh, He's a monster. Is he going to be able to shoot, Brian? I think so, yeah. If he's going to be able to shoot, he's hit. he is incredible as a prospect. Because I, you know, yeah. he's never going to be an incredible offensive player, but I think he can be a pretty good offensive player. And his defense is the best in the draft, probably. Like yeah, non center edition, he's maybe. Sixty nine percent from the line, so that's like, fine. We'll take it. Yeah, I. Uh, and by the way, he's at Auburn. If people don't know this. I'm sure people are listening to this that aren't like draft people. Okoro is a freshman at Auburn. Um, he's from Atlanta and is a fast riser because he's just been uh, freakishly good at a lot of things. He's uh, one of the biggest men in the world. 6'6", <laughs> and he just is big. Like he, and, he picture, mo- and he moves great. Yeah. People people were laughing about it because his, his picture for Auburn, he, like, he doesn't fit in the frame. His shoulders are going way outside the frame. He has that he sub- kinda... semi-ogile, uh, yeah. <laughs> except with a lot <laughs> but, better athleticism. Yeah, um, he's a terrific passer. That's one thing Okoro is great at. Yep, he's a great top of the key like ball mover guy. He loves uh, he loves cutting and then drawing attention and then like throwing a skip pass. He does that a lot. He's uh, just a, he's one of the rare guys who's he's not like Hunter where Hunter was his whole thing was individual well defense. It was one on one defense, which is the least valuable kind of defense. Okoro is that because he can't be moved off his spot by any guard. There's no guard in the NBA who could move him. <clears throat> um, unless you consider Marcus Smart a guard and not uh, a Marcus Smart at his <laughs> position. He plays smart. Um, but yeah, like Okoro is just an absolute lightning athlete. Like He's just got huge spring legs. He gets up, dunks all the time. Doesn't have like the, the raw steal and block numbers that I think would make him like stand out as far as like Paul Reed does. Paul Reed's the big socks guy this year, but uh, he's got he's like a good team defender. He's like not much worse than Chumo Kiki was. Chumo was the best in in the country last year. That, and Chumo would have gone in the lottery if not for the injury, almost certainly. Well, he did go to the lottery, didn't he? Didn't he or was go he 16? 16. 16, yeah, you're right. And it was kind of no, a surprise I... in the moment because, because because of the injury, how high he went, but everybody yeah. that followed the draft was like, okay, he's he's good. I so would have taken him at like six. Yeah, and I think I Okoro, I like I might like better. Yeah. I mean, maybe not like definitively, but man, I, I like Okoro. I, you know, the well, Hawks... As an upside just, guy, for sure. The Hawks just did, you know, two small forwards in the lottery last year. And I think that's going to freeze people out that I would recommend another, you know, small forward that's defense first, but you just draft good basketball players at some point. And I think he's really good. He's he's one of the easiest evaluations in the, in the draft because he's like, Oh, that guy's good. Yeah. I agree. I mean, he's just not going to be, there will definitely be a segment of fans that won't like how high he goes because he's not going to be a 20 point scorer. I don't think. No. Um, no. but his ball move, his ball movement, like you said, um, you know, he's just really smart with that. How many guys a year are that? 
Not this year many. especially. This year especially, maybe like two. Yeah, not that many. Uh, but I'm, I had to make sure I asked you. I asked you specifically about him because I, I know you love him. I, I love him. He also went. This is this is a fun fact. Not including like AAU games, which I don't really count as like real games. I mean, the stat the stats are important, but there's a lot of those guys play with different. It's like summer league where they they get like a week to practice. So, you know. I think the shooting numbers uh, matter in those <clears throat> most other things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but Okoro went from the championship game in his junior year all the way through about three weeks ago without losing a game. Like he won 32 and 0 in his senior year of high school and Auburn was like 16 and 0 to start this year. And then they lost, they've lost two games now. Um, so he's lost two basketball games in the last 24 months, basically. Uh, and he's uh, from, uh, he's from a and people are local yes. in Atlanta. He's, uh, yeah. Local product, and, and they are not as good this year without him. Even though Sharif Cooper is a great shocking, uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, he's he's a stud, and I will be talking about him plenty in the coming days. Um, is there? Oh, I'll ask you about two guys now. Uh, <laughs> one of them is Denny Abdia, who is interesting, and the the other one is Devin. I think is it Vassell or Vassell? How do you say his name for Florida Vassell. State? Devin Vassell. Uh, he is himself. skyrocketing for people that I trust, including you. So I want to ask you about him too. But start with Denny. He's skyrocketing for me from the from like fifteen to like eight. So he, I, I, I mean, from, like, everybody's got him now. rising yeah. now. I think uh, I saw him in, in, safely into the first round now in some stuff where he was not before. Is, isn't he like twenty two? No, no, he's nineteen or twenty. Who am I he's thinking a... about right now that's old. Oh, maybe it's Paul Reed that I have written down. It's yeah, Paul Reed's twenty one. Paul Reed's old. yeah. Okay, he's a mind. junior. But uh, Devin, yeah, yeah, Devin, Devin Vassell is nineteen. He's an average average age for a sophomore. That's right. Oh no, he's not. Uh, wait, is he twenty? I have him as twenty. Why, why, why do I have this twenty? This is just my, his birthday's uh, in August. Is, this is riveting audio. Okay, he is nineteen. Uh, he's a, he's yeah. a local kid too, by the way. I think he's from Swanee. Um, yes, what do you make of uh, those two? I'll just open it up. Denny Abdia and uh, Devin Vassell. <laughs> Vassell. I, Denny's been tricky because every time i saw him in youth competitions he looked like an absolutely dominant like just way above everybody talent wise player but he's really not played great in like the main year for like for like maccabi most of the year can he shoot man that's the thing i don't think so (laughs) that's a problem he can and this is this is where the the, i actually was thinking i was talking with people a couple months ago that dario saric comp might work for him because like can dario shoot uh kind of I mean, kind of. I, I, if you ask me right now, who's a better shooter? It's Dario. But you're right that he's not a is great Dario shooter. A, is Dario a better shooter than Ersan Ilyasova? Probably not, right? No, but I mean, I'm looking now. Dario's a 35% career shooter from three. That's actually better than I thought it would have been. Yeah, I, I feel like all his, a lot of his makes are open. No, he gets he gets left alone a yeah, lot. Yeah, he's not a uh, creator. <laughs> and Denny's not that kind of half court. Like he's that kind of like sorry, like sorry. He's a great passer. Terrific. Like he makes some of the, the best technique passes in the draft. Yep. He's just not going to run your offense. And I feel like that was the idea with him. Now that that's not the case, really kind of lowers him. He's very good at defense, though. He's a very, very good defender. Blocks a lot of shots for a guy who can't jump that high. He just has like great timing. So, like, I think he's a kind of a weird sort of defense plus positional passing four in the NBA. I don't know if that makes him a starter. I think it kind of sticks him the same, like same boat as Saric or Ilyasova or those guys, or um, uh, what's his name, uh, Jamichael, Jamichael before Green. he started shooting. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that it's weird. Well, Jamichael's like a starter level guy now, but I was gonna say I, I have I have a Dia <laughs> as a lottery pick right now, like late lottery ish, yeah, so. 
and that kind of speaks to like that's not always going to be a starter as funny as that sounds um but i like him a lot if he if i if i knew he could shoot he would be higher obviously yeah um i just don't know if he can and that's it's tough to do i think he's an NBA, i think he's an nba player either way but it's tough to see him being a starting level. He's player one of the surest bets to be an NBA player. Yeah, in this top twenty, like I'm pretty sure he will be because he's really smart. It's he's just got, that his, he's like ceiling, his ceiling is a lot lower if he can't shoot because he doesn't have doesn't have really any any athletic upside at all. I mean, he's, is, he, I think uh, he, I think want. he's actually a little bit underrated. I think people like will see him and be like, "Oh, he's a bad athlete," and I'm, I'm not sure he's a. Good no, he athlete. just doesn't have athletic upside. Right? Like, there's no, there's not really an avenue for improvement. He looks like he's pretty filled out already. I agree. He's not going to just become like a 38 inch vertical guy. No, which isn't important. It, that alone isn't important. Like, but it can make you an NBA player. Look at Gerald Green. But he's young, and I think he's like what, like like a legit six nine. Yeah, he's pretty tall. He's a, he's I think got he's a decent a size. He's 18. Like, I think he. I don't know. I like him. I kind of I think I probably will always like him. I just don't know yeah. if he can shoot. I think you're right right now he's pretty easily the number one Euro wing, but I could there's an argument for another guy, depending on how he develops, that I feel like he could be he could be surpassed pretty quickly. So we'll see. Interesting. Um and <clears throat> I don't know. It's interesting to me. Like so many I'm looking at this list right now in front of me. Man, there are so many lead guards that the Hawks probably don't want to draft. <laughs> you know, they don't want Nico. Nico is I Nico's Budget. I like Nico. He's a bad fit tray. with Hawks. Uh, yeah. yeah. What do you Kira Lewis is not the same, but I think he probably is not a Hawks guy. Maybe not. I don't know. No, I don't know. Kyra. Kyra Lewis, sorry. Yeah, it's it is Kyra. I, I thought it was Kira for a long time. Uh yeah. Kyra is uh he's weird because he he he's really turnover prone. He's not a he's an okay shooter, he's an okay scorer. What he is is absurdly athletic for a guy his size, like like athletic in a way that other people usually aren't where he's got that same thing that Shea or Jarrett Culver has, where he's really, really he has that great technique and like getting under people and like great footwork, but also he's like 10 out of 10 speed. Like he's just absurdly fast. So I feel like he's going to be a lot better in the NBA because he's going to, somebody's going to take him and, and put him on the bench for a couple of years and he could end up being like jaw. Like, like he just has like that, that burst, that level of just, he's just faster than everybody. He just got to learn how to be a point guard more because he's not any other kind of guard. But I think he should come out. He's also uh, he's weird. He's draft he's draft eligible this year despite being a sophomore because he was 17 for most of his freshman season and he was like a starting point guard in the SEC. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> at 17, and that's how you end that's, up. And more. that too, age age is always underrated. There's a lot of older guys I like, but age like that's just two extra years to grow. Yeah, it matters. Something. I, I, I I I like him. I like him more for non-Hawks teams, but I do I do like him. Yeah. Um, Most of the other guards, I think, I call Anthony. I still have in the top ten, but I just gotta wait to see what, and see how much of his struggles were his knee injury, and how much is just maybe he's not the greatest athlete. Yep. As we, as we thought he was. Everyone else, all the other guards, I think are there are a lot of other shots at guards, but I think most of the other guys are. are uh, Kind of fringy guys, except maybe Saban Lee, but I'm I'm unsure about him. I need to see how he plays more. And then you He's, have like uh, you have like Trey Jones, who is like more of a role player. Trey's it. Yes, what I'm saying, yeah, like role player guys. Devon Dotson, yeah. David Johnson's the other guy, but I'm I'm not gonna actually put him in this draft until he plays a little more, even though he's producing at a ridiculous rate. I got, his, like, I, got a, I got a I got a I got a I'm going behind the behind the curtain now. I got a DM from you, uh, assigning David Johnson <laughs> to the Hawks the other day, which I <clears> I like David Johnson. He's fun. From Louisville, by the way, he's huge. Yeah, he's six five, like two fifteen, 
He's at 35 assist rate. He's blocking and stealing everything. He's shooting like set plus 70% of the rim. He's basically a um, Brian Schroeder uh, lab experiment from what I can he's, gather. Yeah, yeah, because he, unlike Halliburton, he's like big and strong. Yeah, which you he's like. like my, old, my, ultimate, my ultimate boy. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big David Johnson guy. <laughs> I bl- and I'm going to be watching him tonight, I think. There you go. Um... I don't know. He came. He came from being injured and not playing at all to being the sixth man on a top five team in like a week, because I think they just realized, oh, this guy's really good. They also don't have a. Uh, that's Louisville's problem. I don't mean to turn this into a college basketball thing. Louisville's problem, like it was all years, so that they didn't have like an attack guard. No, they do not. They didn't have a guard who got into the paint. Now they do. Yep. You know, like uh, that makes them a lot much bigger threat to win the title. I feel like that does help because um, they could not score at times. Uh, it was ugly. Um, Pivoting back to NBA so, basketball. To uh, Dev. Yeah, go we'll back talk, to him. I didn't talk about this, Hell yeah. yeah. I want to. Do it. He's, um... Oh, God. He's... Basically, he's a uh, Mikhail Bridges clone, but who has a much more confident... Much, much, much more confidence in his shot. Not quite that level. Like, Mikhail's one of the best college shooters of all time, which is weird to say now that he's, like, shot is completely broken in yeah, the NBA. Yeah, like, What happened there? I mean, as a They changed his release. It, I, th- I think it'll. I think it'll come back around. I think they're they're in the process of changing his release, but they're the Suns, so they suck at it. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Well, there you go. But he's still been like a, a, a well above average NBA player. Like he's been very effective because he's just a complete, utter freak defensively. He's long and, that's what and smart is. and yeah. Vassell has just terrifying length. Like I think he's got like a seven one wingspan, um, and he's just got like the savant thing, just like has that thing on defense where he just knows what people are doing. But unlike a guy like Tumo Kiki or even Grant Williams, who are other two guys who had that problem, he's like really long and springy and like well above average and as an athlete and can shoot pull-ups better than those guys could. And uh, gets at least one put-back dunk every game because he's a monster. He's just a guy like he's going to be a workout guy and he's going to absolutely – teams are going to be blown away by him. This uh He's a different kind of player, but the same way that, Z- that Zaire Smith was, where like Zaire Smith's numbers, his raw numbers were okay. But I knew he was going to be a one-and-done because I knew if he declared and went to do workouts, teams were going to be freaking out because he's just like way above the normal athleticism for his size. And, and Vassell's like 6'7", so that helps. He's a guy, if a team, like, I'm, and not just because I'm a Bulls fan, he needs to be on the Bulls. <laughs> like, they <laughs> desperately need that guy. Because Otto is basically a corpse right now, and uh, like he can't play. Like, I don't. I don't know if Otto's going to play the rest of the year. Like his his foot is bad, um, and I don't know if he should. Like he, I don't know if he should hurt himself and shorten his career to play for Jim Boylan. Who cares? For a pretty bad Bulls team, yeah. Um, he'll take it. He'll take his option next year, and they'll either trade him in the preseason or he'll try and play a little bit, and he'll get traded at the deadline, and it'll be fine. He'll make a lot of money and be cool. So I'm happy with it. Um, yeah, I guess the only other wing guy in that kind of tier is Josh Green, and Josh Green is from Arizona, by the way, six five, yeah, fish, six six, maybe six six, yeah, really bounced, like really, really powerful bouncy athlete, and he can pass and shoot a little bit, but he's still kind of a work in progress. But I could see him going like the lottery too. Like he's he would be a a Nets pick target if the Hawks wanted to go that yeah, route. Yeah, as just another like kind of flyer wing. I, I do like. I like the tools. I guess there. Aaron Henry is the other guy. Aaron Henry is going to be underrated, though. I, people, I don't know if he's going to get drafted this year. People like you and me like Aaron Henry more than Tom Izzo does. I know that much. <laughs> Tom Izzo does not. For some reason, Tom Izzo picks a player every year that he hates, and it's Aaron Henry this year. So, um, yep. 
yeah, I don't know. I don't get that, but I, I like Aaron Hurry too. Maybe not. Maybe maybe he'll stay in school because the guy of I don't, how bad it's going. Yeah, the guy I don't like is uh it, it, very much. I, I'd be I'd be fine with him in the lot in the second pick. Jaden McDaniels, I'm not a I'm not a fan of, despite the fact that he's good at he's a good defender. He's very, he's very polarizing. I found. But he just can't score. Like he can't score, and his entire personality is wired to be like I'm Kevin Durant, and he can't. That's a bad. He's, that's a bad thing. You don't want to do that. He's like he's he's a smaller, weaker, worse athletically, worse at defense. Jonathan Isaac, which is thinks, I love Jonathan thinks, Isaac, but you have to be a freak on defense to make that work, and well, he is. But the difference is Jonathan Isaac knows what he is. Jonathan yeah. Isaac they they had to convince him to shoot more, and it's it was good for it. But like. Uh, He's like if Jonathan Isaac was six eight and a half six nine, and weaker, and didn't have burnt balance, but also thought he was Kevin Durant. By the it's way, I, a- I have already decided this, and I I, I just remember, I remember that I wrote this earlier in the uh, season. You know who's going to draft Jaden McDaniels? Hmm. Michael Jordan in the Warriors. Oh, probably. He's a major college player. He has all of the MJ characteristics. That he likes to draft because they they only draft major college players. Uh, they also drafted his brother. That's a good. Point. Correct. Uh, so just keep that in mind. He yeah, seems like he's to me. <laughs> his two point percentage has gone up a little bit. I kind of you know, listen. I, I the, the theory of McDaniel's <laughs> the best, would be okay. The it's best just, Jake McDaniel stat. I'm just looking right now. Defensive rating ninety one point seven. Wow, that's great. Offensive rating ninety one point seven. Oh no. Gosh. I mean, part, part of that is team stuff. Like they don't that that team is not well designed. Offensively, but he is a problem. He has one yeah. of the problems. So. Well, here, let me look at their other offensive ratings for the team because I think Isaiah Stewart's like at one twenty. Yeah, he is. They play all this. They play a lot together. Yeah, that's that's not good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. And Isaiah Stewart can't shoot and like just scores on post ups and putbacks. No, so he's yeah, not he's... like a super offensive player either. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, who else is I going to ask you about? Jaden. Jaden is Jaden is not a. <laughs> Uh, no, he's he's going to go ten ten or more spots than you would want him to go higher than you would want. Um, him. I mean, there's some other wings like Jeremiah Robinson Earl. I think might go back to school. That's what I'm hearing. So oh, I, kind of I remember who I was going to ask you about. It was Aaron Neesmith, who just doesn't yeah. ever miss, doesn't ever miss shots. No, he's hurt. I don't know if he's going to play again this year, and that might hurt his stock. But I mean, does, does he need to play? I mean, what? Why does he even need? Does he need? To, does he need to play? His whole the whole well, the whole email is like he ever misses shots. How he shot. He wanted to see, people wanted to see how he shot against the SEC. I guess that's fair. I mean, he he so. did play what I'm looking now 14 games, which yeah. isn't a lot. But I mean, I think we knew coming in. He was a major prospect. It wasn't like he was not a guy. I mean, I know he went to Vanderbilt, but he was a big prospect. So he was a guy who he was a guy who was like a, a guy I'd heard about from people I know who call Carlo High School who were like that guy's pretty good. He'll probably help out. Garland and Simi Shitu a lot, and then he was significantly better than either of them last year. I mean, Garland played like the five games, but yeah. Neesmith was great. And then he but came he into was this like year. A top, I mean, he was a four star. It wasn't like he was a nothing yeah, prospect. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't yeah. a major, major, major prospect. But I mean, he just doesn't miss shots, man. And, and I know, yeah, right at, at the moment when we're recording this, uh, the Hawks having a lack of shooting has been a major topic. He'd yeah. help that. He can shoot. The basic basic idea for him is, uh, what if you could get uh, Duncan Robinson, but with NBA athleticism, like actual NBA athleticism. He's just shorter, but yes, I like that comp otherwise. A little bit shorter, but yeah, he's yeah. that level of shooter. Like he's just a monster shooter. Sadiq Bay's been shooting really well too, but he might he's a four, which may helps him. Yeah. Um Matthew Hurt's been playing better, but I'm not I'm a little less convinced on him. Trev Queen is old, but probably will make the NBA. Patrick Williams is I don't know. 
Um, My guy Dwayne Sutton. I love Dwayne Sutton. He's a he's a second round guy. If I if I ask you, perfect world scenario, Hawks have the fifteenth pick from the Nets. Who's the best player that can get at fifteen in, 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 in a realistic world? <laughs> <laughs> that was that was that was that was rude. That was rude, Brian. I do I do love Isaiah Livers. Me I would, too. I would but he can't stay on the court first. right now, which is unfortunate. No. Um, who who are they taking with the first pick? Uh, say it's not a center. Say it's not okay. a Kong Wu, and it's, it's not just Wiseman. And Edwards or Hayes yeah, or Edwards or Maxi or something like that. Mm. And, 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 and then we'll and then we'll do the opposite. We'll do one if they take a guard, and one if they take a, if, they, if they take Okay, a I'll say. See, I don't want to say Paul Reed because I do think there's a lot of overlap with him and Collins, and not a good way. I will say, if I could make the pick, and I and I had no. There was no, there were no repercussions for it. I'm going to take Alexei Pokashevsky from Olympiakos. And I will be honest with you, I have nothing on that. So please talk about that individual because I don't. I got the, the strangest basketball player alive. He's a seven foot shooting guard who weighs 195 pounds. Um, cannot score in the paint, like at all. But I, let me look up what his per thirty because I was watching him in the youth tournament this year, and his per thirty sixes were. Absurd, and I watched him a few times, and he is a legitimate shooter. Like he's a great shooter for a seven foot guy. Let me find it. <laughs> so basically, he's, he's like Dwayne Dedman, but uh, I don't know. I'm trying. To no, think. no, no. He's he is a wing. He's gonna be a wing slash big. Okay, yeah. At the European under eighteen European Championships this year, he averaged twelve point two points, nine point zero rebounds, four point nine assists, three point one steals, and six point one blocks per thirty six. What on earth? Nine stocks a game because he's seven four wingspan, and he's like. Really fast and good, really fluid and, and really smart. Eight, and he's eighteen. It looks like. Yes, he turns he turns nineteen in December. Um, yeah, he's he probably 18. won't be in the NBA for a couple years, but if he makes the NBA, if he gets strong enough to like hit a layup, you know that'd be nice. Um, he's basically like pull up shooting Lamar Odom almost because he's like a real ball handler and wow. a good passer and. He is uh, talent-wise. I think he's like a top five guy in this class. He's just young and weighs nothing and can't score in the paint. So like, he he gets pushed around by he goes getting pushed around by eighteen-year-olds. But if he gains weight and he's playing in you know he's on a Euroleague team, so he should be getting like good training. I think in two or three years he could be just a monster. Like he's just he's such a weird. I'm I'm always for especially with mid late first round picks. I'm always always for taking weirdos. Like guys with weird statistical profiles who like that guy could be something new. Tyler Bay is another guy like that who just like can't shoot. He's like a six seven big, but also is the, probably the best defensive player in college basketball and like has great hands and has all this weird. David Johnson's like that. I mentioned him. You know, uh, I mean, Saban Lee is kind of like that. DeAndre Williams. Like, there's just a lot of weird guys. I want to take one of those guys. Um, Abdullah Enjoy is a guy like that. Who's like a six eight point guard? Yeah, give me that kind of guy in the middle of the first, especially especially if I'm a bad team. Over like, and I say this is like I, I like Daniel Oturu, but Daniel Oturu is a scoring big. Like that's what he is. He's oh yeah, I, I, he is not someone basically who like I love in the modern NBA. Like he's the backup center. I think wow. he's like, not better than Bruno Fernando. So like, yeah, I mean, I I, got a little more I think bounce, I agree with that. I mean, Oturu is Drew a good Smith college is a, is a weird. What do you make of Xavier uh, Tillman? Tillman? 
Yeah, I was just about to say Xavier Tillman's another weirdo. That reminded I me because I like him a lot. I think like more of a late first. I think probably, but yeah, yeah, he's a weird old prospect who I think will be a, a functional NBA player for a while. Yeah, yeah. He's got weird. He's got enough weirdo upside that I take him. Um, so I, I, <laughs> I'll take Alexi. It's, it's a thing. Like you need. No, I, I, I like don't know. It. I feel that's like a, a lot of. I mean, that's what that's what Draymond was. Draymond was the ultimate college weirdo, where it's just nothing about him made sense. You know, you, you had to figure out what he was. How many? Brandon Clark is a weirdo. Brandon Clark is Brandon a weirdo. Clark was he, a, he just happened to be six, incredibly good. Six at seven center. Year. Yeah, I mean, a, a lot of those guys are so a six seven center who shot. Well, like historically you know, well at the rim. I was gonna say you know as well as anybody. The problem, the problem with that is that everyone figured out Clark to a certain extent because his numbers were so preposterous last year. Yeah, like it was. If not for Zion, he would have been. I mean, people like us did at least. Um, yeah. If not for Zion, he would have been like the far and away best player of college basketball last year. <laughs> so yeah. it was like this is fairly obvious that he's going to be good. Um, he just happened to be six seven, which is unfortunate. But uh, some more examples of uh, college weirdos: Delon Wright. Uh, Gary Clark, Ethan Happ is one. Uh, Ethan Happ hasn't made the NBA yet. He probably could. Shots to Ethan Happ. Uh, Danny Green, kind of. John Conchar is one. I still believe in John like, Conchar. Grant Williams. Too. Oh, he'll be good. Oh, he's oh, been good. Um, he's been good in the... There was one more Grant guy Williams is one. Oh, this is kind of a llama's. KJ McDaniel's, really. but that didn't work out. No, it didn't. Uh, but. I don't know why I have this guy on my list to ask you about, but I, I put him on there for a reason. I don't know what it was. Um, do you like Ashton Hagens? Eh. He can't dribble. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm more thinking like a, like a Hawksy so guy because he's such a good defender. But, do they, if they can buy a second rounder, sure, go for him. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, not, not a defense. pick, but second rounder is a pretty good passer. Available. He just isn't a guard. I, I feel like he's 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 got that Beverly problem where he's not he's not that level of defender, first off. But he's got that Patrick Beverly problem where he like he he needs to be on a very specific kind of team to be an effective point guard, and I don't that's not the Hawks. So. No, it's not. I don't um, know if that's for him. And last guy on my list, Jamias Ramsey, because there was a moment like three weeks ago yeah. where he was like a very trendy guy, and then it kind of cooled off because he cooled off. But what do you what do you mm-hmm. make of him? By the way, he's from Texas Tech, uh, guard from them. I actually think I I moved him off my list on accident. He's fine. I was a little higher on him start of the year because I I thought he was like an elite athlete and he's just okay. He's a pretty good athlete. Um, I don't know. He He's kind of like he might fall more into that a different position, but he might follow that Torian Prince thing where like he, people think he's good at defense because he's a good athlete and he's big, but he's just kind of a shooter. Oh, Torian. He doesn't. And uh, Torian's, had a good, Torian's had a decent year. He like, has. Look, he fell I, off, I actually... But, but, we kind of all saw that come in that watched the Hawks. It was like, if he starts trying on defense again, he'll be okay. And he has. More. Romeo Weems is a good weirdo. I almost forgot about, but yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Jemias is pretty good. We've gone through the weirdo. I think I, appreciate. I, I think I'd take him in the, in the, I don't love for taking him in that, taking him in that Nets pick wouldn't be bad. Cause he is a shooter. So like, yeah, I think it's a little high for me too. He's but. just, he he might get. He, I think he's going to start getting. And it's weird because I was high on coming into the year, higher on a lot of people. But I think he might start getting cast as like lead scorer. Like Lugens Dort got that for a few weeks. Ooh. And, uh, he's a different player than Lugens Dort, but it's like, uh, it's. I don't think he's going to be like a lead scorer. So he's a role player. Yep. Role if he's not, if if you're a scorer, this is why I'm, I'm not. I'm not high on Jordan Jordan War at all. 
if you if your whole thing is scoring, and like Jordan Moore is a good rebounder, but if your whole thing is scoring, but it's not good enough to be a lead scorer in the NBA, why why are you, what else? I, what else do you do? <laughs> I, I agree with you, and to throw that even more so on Jordan Moore, who I also don't like. He's old, and whenever he mm-hmm. plays a good team, he doesn't play well. Nope. So like he's he's that guy who can really score in favorable situations. And you, if you put if you put him on the floor against like you know athletes, he struggles usually. Which I so how many because like how many guys how many guys who are like God, Kobe White's a good example. Um, I still like Kobe. Kobe has not been good this year because his whole thing was scoring. And yeah, like, I mean, if I, he's not good enough, to, I give you a little bit more grace when you're, you know, that young and you're a lead guard yeah. and all that stuff. But I, I'm with it's you gonna, in general. At the very least, it's going to take a while. I don't think he'd be the seventh pick if they went again right now. No, he wouldn't be. But I think that was kind of foreseeable. I mean, it yeah, was like, yeah. it was, was he Carson ever going to be good, a good right away? Of this. Well, Carson, Carson's too short. That's a whole other can of worms. Don't yeah. take short guards unless he's they're just small. elite passers. Like, um. I don't know how many guys have how many guys are littering the NBA who get like big contracts because they score like 18 points. Tim Hardaway, and Tim Hardaway's playing well this year because he's not being cast as a lead scorer. He's the third he's, option. Yeah, he's a he's the spot up he's the spot up guy and he's really good at that. But like, how many guys? Jerome Robinson's a guy. Oh God, there's some. Uh, even Chenzo may end up. He was he was never a lead scorer. Let's let's end this podcast by making fun of Jerome Robinson being a lottery pick, shall we? Jerome Robinson was a lottery pick. That was the dumbest reason. thing I've ever seen in my life. He was taking one pick before Michael Porter, two picks before Troy Brown, who's definitely better than him. Yeah, I mean, I the Porter Dyer, thing was, the Porter thing is just different can of worms. But everyone, everyone oh, that watched Jerome Robinson was like, "What? What is that pick? What is going on with this? With that pick in the lottery?" Uh, that's an, and the, for me, it's an underrated one because guys, like the, the famous ones are like Papianis, yeah. and but like Jerome Robinson was a legitimate like jaw on the floor. Are you kidding me? Pick that people have just kind of forgotten happened because they got Shea the pick before that. Yeah, so it was like okay. When, but the next seven guys after you are all unquestionably better NBA players than you. That's bad. And then the only reason it's not eight is because Grayson Allen's there, and it's like take your leave, <laughs> whoever you want. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. We'll leave it there. Uh, all right, Brian. I'm gonna make you come back because we're gonna do this probably yep. two more times. But uh, I'm we've... sure I'll have more to say about David Johnson. Uh, future Hawk David Johnson. You heard it here first. Uh, you got anything going? I know you have the Patreon plug. Any, plug any, anything that you would like. And uh, like I said, you'll, uh, you'll, you'll, you'll be back, I'm sure. Yeah, and I'm, I'm not writing a whole lot on Patreon right now. I'm just sort of waiting for conference stuff to go a little farther. I'm going to start doing some breakdowns at some point. I plan on doing a lot for the tournament. I'm going to do like a whole who you should watch thing, I think. so. Uh, Love that. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to do that. And then, you know, just sort of chip in whenever I can at, other, you know, wherever else I write, any other places. Yeah, it's time. Follow Brian on the Twitter oh. machine at Cosmos. And uh, I'll be tweeting at four in the morning about a basketball player that I watched because I couldn't go to sleep. Yeah, you have you have off hours to be sure in uh, in my Twitter. Part of it is I work I work second shifts, so I get home and I'm like, if I get home at like ten or like nine forty five, I'm not gonna go to bed yet. Like I, I got to do something for a few hours. Yep, I understand completely. So um. But yeah, that was a that was an hour of NBA draft talk. We'll have more yeah. in the future. Uh, I know it's January, and right now I'm still in like regular season Hawks mode. But if you are listening oh, to the podcast before this year, um, you will not know this. But as soon as the season ends, right now for the Hawks, I it basically this is basically a draft podcast for two months because the Hawks aren't going to make the playoffs. So what? Yeah, no breaking news, Brian. The Hawks aren't going to make, make, make the playoffs this year. What if they trade for Andre Drummond? Then they'll then they'll then they will uh, not make the playoffs. Like, 
win like five more games and listen uh, the, oh, Hawks are, the Hawks are four, as we're as we're talking right now the Hawks are four and four in their last eight so they're playing yeah there you go <laughs> thank you Brian we will do this again soon my friend yeah as for everybody else please subscribe to the podcast we'll see you next time <laughs>